We know that in order to improve ourselves, we need to feel some discomfort. This is true for most things in life. In this context, we're discussing how to improve in the English language. If you feel like your progress has plateaued and you're not feeling or seeing positive changes, then you might not be pushing yourself enough or taking enough risks with the language. In this lesson, I'm sharing some clues that you might not be trying hard enough in English and what to do about it so that you can actually push yourself and grow. So let's get into it. We'll be right back after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, great. So we're going to cover four points, and it's possible that only one or two of these apply to you. If you feel like all four apply to you, that's okay too. These are the clues to be aware of so that you can address them as soon as possible without them turning into blockers in development. All right, so for the first one, you don't make any mistakes. That's clue number one. So this means that you're not taking enough risks with the language. You're not pushing the boundaries of what's comfortable in English. It also could mean that you're not testing out new vocabulary or phrases. Keep in mind that native English speakers make mistakes all the time. We might say one thing, but then realize quickly that there's a better way to say that. And so we'll rephrase or we might express it differently. When we notice a mistake and we repair it, that's called self-initiated self-repair, S-I-S-R for short. And native English speakers do this a lot in natural conversation. So pay attention to your own communication. If there's no self-initiated self-repair when you speak, you might want to go beyond your comfort zone and push yourself a little bit so that you can start making mistakes. Making mistakes and then correcting yourself is a good benchmark for this. Making mistakes and then asking for feedback on your language use is also a good benchmark for this. All right, clue number two. You don't feel like an imposter. This means that you don't experience imposter syndrome when speaking in English. Typically, whenever we feel like we're punching above our weight class, meaning we're performing outside of our comfort zones, we feel a little bit like an imposter. This is true also when we're in a new role or a new job or pushing ourselves beyond our limits, and it feels uncomfortable. So if you feel like an imposter, that's actually a good thing. Even though there is discomfort that goes along with it, it really means that we're taking risks and we're challenging ourselves and ultimately growing. Remember that when we challenge ourselves, we grow and develop. So the same concept applies in other areas of life. 
when we're at the gym, for example, if we want to get stronger, we need to lift heavier weights. We can't stay at the same weight if we want to increase our strength, right? So it's the same concept here with language and communication skills. We need to feel that discomfort to grow. Clue number three, you feel like you know enough. Well, in my opinion, this is one of the saddest perspectives to take because we can never truly know enough. There is always something to learn, right? There's always something that we can improve upon, a new skill or something to to work on in our lives and in our professional careers. The moment we feel like we know enough is the moment that we decide to stop learning and by association stop growing. So we absolutely don't want to be in that place of complacency, meaning we're happy with what we know and we have no desire to know more. The minute we stop learning, we stop growing. So keep that in mind. So be sure to keep on learning. Learn new words, learn new phrases, learn more about the professional fields that you're in. Learn more about how you can be better at your hobbies, at your side hustles. And what's great is that if you're learning something for work, let's say you're reading a professional development book, you can do this in English. So you accomplish two things here. You work on your language skills while also learning specific skills that you'll apply to your job. Be as strategic as you'd like with this and most importantly, have fun with the process. Remember, we spend the most of the time on the journey, not at the destination. So be sure to have fun on the journey because that's where you're going to be most of the time. Clue number four, you always have confidence with speaking in English. So this one's really interesting because a lot of you might think that to be able to be fluent in English, you need to be confident all the time. And this is why a lot of people ask me how to improve their confidence in English. Well, I'll let you in on a little secret. If you are confident 100% of the time, you're not trying hard enough. You're not pushing yourself hard enough. And you're not giving yourself enough opportunities for growth and development. Remember, that happens in the place where we're beyond our comfort zone. So by nature, this is going to feel uncomfortable to us. But that's really the only way we can grow if we push the boundaries of what's comfortable for us. And so while it's beneficial to feel confident most of the time so that we can perform our best and feel confident in those moments, the reality is feeling confident 100% of the time is counterproductive because what it's doing is it's preventing you from taking risks and challenging yourself. Because when you're taking risks and challenging yourself, you're probably not going to be feeling that confident, right? And if you think back to a time recently when you've taken that challenge, were you super confident? Probably not, right? But then in hindsight, you look back on that experience and you say, wow, I was nervous about it. I wasn't super confident about it, but I did it. I performed my best and I overcame that challenge. We'll be right back after this short break. So this is why when you are in a situation where you're speaking English and you feel like you have some butterflies in your stomach, embrace that feeling. Use that nervous energy to boost your performance and propel you forward. I can't tell you how many times in my own life that I've had to perform in person or in virtual settings or give speeches or just be on stage or in meetings. And, you know, I was a little bit nervous, but 
I performed so much better those times that I was a little bit nervous, but a little bit confident as well, as opposed to 100% extremely confident. So my point here is the nervous energy that you're feeling is actually a blessing in disguise because it's going to allow you to do even better. And actually being confident 100% of the time and being 100% confident doesn't always allow you to achieve your goals. So if you're aware of this, you'll start leveraging that feeling of nervousness mixed with a little bit of confidence to give you that boost you need to perform well. Because we still want to be a little bit confident to perform well, but also to be a little bit nervous because it tells us that we're stepping outside our comfort zone and that's the good thing. So treat those feelings of nervousness as information. Don't let it scare you. Use it to guide you. If you're too confident, that means you're not pushing yourself beyond your limits. And if you're not confident at all, then you need to remind yourself that you can rise to the challenge. You have what it takes to achieve your goals. The best combination of feelings in a situation we're in, like when we're in the spotlight, for example, like when you're speaking in English, is when you're a little bit nervous, but also relatively confident and you channel that nervous energy into performance energy. All right, so there you have it. These are four signs or clues that you might not be pushing yourself enough in English and what you can do about it. So in order to grow and make more improvements with our language and our communication skills, consider the following. Make mistakes, feel like an imposter, stay hungry for knowledge and always be learning, and have some confidence as well as some nervousness when communicating in English to perform your best. No one expects you to speak perfectly. Not even native English speakers speak perfectly. Focus instead on adding value, articulating your ideas, and sharing knowledge with others. Make it a point to communicate as best you can and as clearly as you can, and you're well on your way to continually growing. All right, advanced English learners, thank you so much for joining me for this lesson. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, give it a big thumbs up if you're watching here on YouTube. And if you're listening to our podcast, then I encourage you to share it with as many people as you can so that we can keep providing you with high quality lessons such as this one. Be sure to also tune into our native English speaker conversations as well. That gives you a phenomenal opportunity for improving your listening comprehension, which is very important for your fluency. And also, please be sure to leave us a nice review. You can leave up to five stars and that really makes a difference. We appreciate every single one of your reviews. And also feel free to check out our blog. It's advancedenglish.co forward slash blog. And while you're there, you can sign up for our free newsletter. You'll also get a nice freebie along with it as you sign up. So you don't want to miss that. And then any other freebies and free PDFs and tests and quizzes and lessons and web courses will come your way as well, as long as you're signed up for the newsletter, which again, you can find at advancedenglish.co forward slash blog. And if you're here and you want to improve your communication skills, your social skills, your public speaking skills, and your interview skills in English, then I have just the thing for you. 
We have an amazing YouTube channel, website, and podcast called Explurning with Mary Daphne. I will link it below so that you can check it out and you can also just find it on the web if you go to explearning.co forward slash blog or just explearning. So explearning.co. We have lots of information, hundreds of lessons for you to enjoy. So I hope that you'll check it out and I will be seeing you in another advanced English lesson where we're going to continue advancing your English together. Until then, keep up the awesome work and I will see you very, very soon. Bye for now.